Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Weaving Web 3 with me, Stash. Me, Chris. And me, James. So today we're going to be talking about are we in back in the bull market or is this a bull trap? Which I think we are in a bull trap and it's the market maker wanting to suck up all our monies before we go into a recession. What about you guys? No, I'm going to completely disagree with you. I, to be fair, actually, um, I, I think, think I... James is just completely caught off guard by the fact that you'd be interested. <laughs> no, 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 I like that. I like, well, look, we're going to change it up a little bit, you know, every now and then. People might think that's pre-recorded. We do that live every week. We're bringing it to the people. It might um, sound exactly the same, but... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just hard work, talent, you know, the rest of it. No, um, it's really interesting, isn't it, right? So is this a real bull run? Um, why do you not think it is, Stash, if that's your starting position? So basically, historically, a bull market, when it goes down into a bear market, usually lasts around nine months, based on historical data, and history likes to repeat itself. And this time, we're, we're in a recession, basically, or we're going into a recession. And I don't think that we are easing into more stable strategies and like you said earlier about loans still being very expensive and the available money to us like the retail traders is not really there so within recessions you can see historically all bear markets last to about over a year to potentially two years so i definitely think there's a lot of market manipulation still because we're still going to be waiting for potential bankruptcies and sell-offs from all the things that happened last year so that is going to definitely impact us i personally think do you think that either of you two think crypto has actually ever seen a recession because i i would say our last recession was 2007 2008 financial crash yeah well i was gonna say i was gonna say um crypto doesn't really seem old enough to have that much historical data to go by right i mean i know everyone says that uh, like history repeats it's, repeats itself like you see these peaks these like troughs everything and there's like a pattern however what when was the first bitcoin minted right it wasn't that long ago no no it, certainly it was what was it 2012 so i feel like i feel like in order to predict these things a lot of people go based on like economic situations like mm -hmm. the stock market right which you got to consider but then you've also got to consider the differences between the crypto and so it might not actually follow it mm. um i personally agree with stash that i don't think this is the start of a bull run i think this is something else Things are going up. They're going to go back down again. There's a lot of caution still about a lot of fear on the fear greed index. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of people still scared because they've just gone through all of this of losing all this money. Um, so I think there's still a way to lose. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because crypto is cyclical is essentially what you're saying, isn't it, Sash? That yeah. crypto will have the trend as I see it is. Crypto starts getting news articles and bits. Oh, that seems to be how it's gone before. People start FOMOing in. Hmm. Uh, but look, people who are interested in the space FOMO in first, and then it hits general, and then people go, oh, Bitcoin, people make loads of money with this, and then more and more and more and more and more. Gets to the top. The people who've been in the market a long time tend to exit at that stage. 
And then the people who've just bought in and don't follow it, don't know it, end up losing the money. And they go, well, that was rubbish. But they see other people, maybe friends as well, who've encouraged them to get into it, have made a lot of money. Yeah. And then, then all the all the faith drops off the planet. Everyone goes, well, it's just a Ponzi scheme. And then you start hearing the whispers again. <laughs> that, that's the yeah. funniest part of it, that people lose money on it. And then they're like, <laughs> oh, no, no, it's crap. I hate it. I, yeah, like, yeah. I never go back to crypto. <laughs> I Whereas you get other people, people, you get other people like me and James who just love losing money. So we're like, hey, <laughs> this is perfect. No, no, I, I definitely think as long as all these finance bro and Wall Street are in crypto, we're not going to be broken free from their their kind of stock market and bonds, everything kind of way. Because they basically, all those people just went into crypto and basically are manipulating just as... Um, like the stock market and i truly believe that one day we the whole point of crypto is become separate when the stock market crashes i hope bitcoin is just still staying and remains like the, the original design of store of value and stuff like that i i am really hoping that's where we reach but right now as long as we like you i really like what you said earlier about the as long as uh everything's fiat controlled um it's just going to be that's what we're essentially relying on yeah. So the 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 thing of interest that I think is different about this downturn compared to all the others is last time this happened, there were no big financial institutions like like fiat based ones really in crypto. But if yeah. you look around now, the reason why the why we had multiple black swan events is like with FTX. Was it with the Ontario's pension fund, teachers pension fund, lost like ninety three million. And you think that would have never happened in 2018 because they would have mm. never bought. And that's why I'm cautious about this run, because these big funds will be looking for somewhere to invest again. And they're going to be like, well, it's risky. They need to make the money back. They, need, they want to make the money back. So, And there's a lot of big financial institutions who are interested. Now, I think, can they get there without... Because the thing is, retail are small amounts in large volume. Whereas like BlackRock can chuck hundreds of millions and it's like, well, is what it is. So what's interesting is, could these financial institutions start a bull run without the hype because of their deep pockets? And that's the bit that I'm like, I'm not sure yet. Um, and it, that's a funny one. I, I feel like they still need retail though. Because oh yeah, retail pumps everything at the hype. That's well, the thing. So many people see something going up and they get the FOMO and they're like, oh, my God, I need to buy now. Right. That's why people end up buying at like the peaks, because they're like, oh, it's not finished going up. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like I know people who bought at like all time highs for certain things, like because you have confidence. Right. Guilty. That, that's the that's the greed in the fear of greed <laughs> index. Mm. Right. Um, so the. I feel like these big institutions can start something. Sure, they can start an uptrend. They can start this, I don't know, 20% rise, right, in mm. crypto. But they can't necessarily maintain it. No, that, that's why they, that, they need retail to come in to make yeah, their money. Exactly. But, but I wonder if this will attract some retail back. I don't know. And I think the reason why it maybe won't attract as much retail back is Stash talked about it earlier. The whole world is suffering inflation essentially large inflation due to governments spending money on covid 
Yeah. That, that's essentially what it boils down to from my perspective is every government in the world when we need to put in measures we need to give out funds we need to like the us was it like 600 pounds per person the uk we did furlough schemes we did eat out to help out we did all sorts of things but it's all government money and i know yeah i help out but whatever but it's millions and millions of pounds of yeah, government money right i love it but, <laughs> <laughs> but, price kfc i cannot go wrong with that you, you can't lose yeah because kfc were the ones that needed the help for independence <laughs> exactly. chris um but yeah so all those schemes put money into the world it happened in every country all at the same time yeah i mean not, not every country had good systems but do i mean a lot of the developed nations did that and you think all that money being pumped into the system is going to create inflation and we're seeing it now and all that means is the governments are going to have to recoup that either like through taxes like we we had new tax bits released but they didn't go through but um they either need to recoup that or the world then just gets more expensive doesn't it because all these companies then again that's the other side of it is that the companies shut down and lost profits they go well we need to recoup our covid losses so we're going to put our prices up like we've seen it with the fuel as soon as that war broke out in Ukraine, every fuel supplier was like, right, fuel now costs twice as much. And like, we're seeing it now, but 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 they yeah. are re- they are recouping like petrol, whatever. They go, well, we didn't have any petrol sales. Um, our petrol sales are now reduced because people are working from home, whatever. So we're going to recoup our losses. Cough it up. Cough it up. Uh, yeah. But it is, and that's what's happening. So I think where retail would normally have, you know, a bit more money to play... I think salaries aren't increasing at the same rate that in, the inflation is, that other costs that they have to pay necessities, food, fuel, housing, like housing in England is ludicrous. I know in the States, in oh, Canada, yes. Australia, New Zealand, it's, it's the same. So people don't have as much spare money in their pockets as they did. So I think that is going to depress this. And that's, that's what I call Absolutely. it, recession. But that's going to depress crypto as well. I think anyone who thinks that this, this 20% jump is the big jump, either has a lot of money themselves and doesn't know about the general circumstances of most of the world yeah. or is being a little naive. I could be completely wrong. Also, I think a major player in this um, is going to be, I'm not sure how much it will affect it right now, but um, the Genesis bankruptcy. Genesis yeah. obviously filed for bankruptcy and they are massive. Like when they start selling off their assets there is going to be a big dump well yeah, that's I've... probably going to be in a year's time because yeah, in america it's, it it's not going to be for a while but it's it's not a good sign if you know yeah. what i mean i think did i did i have i've mentioned before haven't i that genesis actually work as a broker for a lot of staking yeah so a lot of a lot of exchanges use their staking providing is going through genesis not maybe not for you guys maybe for listeners but um so them going down actually has a much larger impact than just losing their business it actually impacts staking across the board and then again if getting liquidity for projects so getting you know loans in crypto for crypto projects is harder than the people who can still offer it will probably put their prices up because it's more difficult and they want a better return so you then have again an inflationary aspect within side crypto so it'll be interesting to see how it pans out um i think the next thing that might kick it off will be the bitcoin halving Honestly, I think because if the bit, when the Bitcoin halving happens, will we see a, a jump in Bitcoin? And then traditionally, the jump in Bitcoin drags everything with it. Yeah. When's that again? Is, that, is it end of 2023 or 2024? I cannot remember off the top of my head. Was was the last one? Was the last one 2019? So 2020, this year, I think. This year. Good check. 
Bitcoin halving. Get your Bitcoin, boys. No, 2020 was the last one. 2020, May, yeah. May 2020. So, yeah, so 2024. And, and that would also give enough time, really, for the, for the reset, economic recovery. economy to recover a bit. Yeah. So I, I think that is where I will be aiming for, I think. I, like I say, I could be wrong, but that's sort of the time scale that I think I'm going to look at rather than thinking it'd be over in nine months. Because yeah. the, the macroeconomic factors, to me, don't add up to the fact that we're going to be able to recover now Look at you using big words, no, not not just a pretty face and a big cake. <laughs> so we yeah. got here too. Yeah, and and the thing with this like big rise in crypto, right, is that um, it also means that um, that basically anyone that has bought during this sort of downturn, like some of the big companies, they can sell off a lot of their stuff for a decent profit right mm-hmm. um so th- there's there's definitely going to be a dump like mm-hmm. in my opinion you, you've got to anticipate it coming right mm-hmm. um whatever you do about that is obviously your own prerogative i mean i'm i'm the classic hodler so i will <laughs> be, <laughs> look away just not look at my my account you know <laughs> Don't don't look at his NFTs on OpenSea. Yeah. That is that's mm-hmm. that proves that proves to you he never sells. You wouldn't believe the sort of stuff he's got in there. His his hidden folder. My little hidden folder of and not that special one on your laptop either, Chris. The other one, the OpenSea oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, I think it's really interesting though. Like when we talk about this, because he's a thirty percent jump enough for you guys to sell. Because it's like it's it's really interesting to me, like. If you'd been DCAing in, you know, like three hundred pounds a month since June or July, would you have a thirty percent? And you probably wouldn't. I think crypto is probably back up to where it was in June, July. Don't you think? Pre FTX. No, I think I think honestly, some areas. I think yeah. So maybe maybe Bitcoin. Not not quite, but like, but yeah, yeah. But I don't think you would actually. If you'd been DCAing for that period, I don't think you'd have enormous gains. I mean. What was what was crypto's? Oh, sorry. When I say crypto, I, I quite often talk about Bitcoin because it's just the easiest one to follow. Um, what was Bitcoin's last peak? Fifty k, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wonder if actually you just you just half it and go like, ah, maybe it's a good buy up to twenty five k. I don't know. It, it's really difficult to tell. Well, what's isn't it, it at now? It, didn't it go down to like eight? Um, I'm I'm doing it all in pounds, so it's probably I think it's like eighteen five at the moment. Yeah. So right now. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do mine in pounds as well. Like, and it's quite annoying because everyone does it in dollars. Everyone I've does been it, doing dollars. it in dollars. So right now Ethereum is 1.642k uh, and it's oh. Bitcoin is 22.8. I mean that that yeah. says a lot because Ethereum went all the way down to like 1k, didn't it? $875 pounds is my last buy on ETH. Yeah, all right, show off. I know. Look at we that. get it. Look at that. That, was a, that was honestly, I saw it and I was like, nah, this is this is too low. But ETH yeah. was ETH is too when I uh, that that is probably my my only good crypto trade so far, but that was just that I saw it and I went, ETH does everything. This price is silly. Yeah. But, yeah. 
But that I was, was pre FTX. That was June. I remember seeing ETH at like fifteen hundred, and then it jumped to like three k, and I was like in yeah. dollars, and I was yeah. like, "Damn, I should have bought fifteen hundred. Like <laughs> it, it, this month, it's it's crazy. It, it's really interesting to follow as well, but also you Absolutely. kind of want to hit your head against the brick wall for not buying at certain times. <laughs> it's like I think with all of it though, like. You just have to, I think you have to have a number in your head where you sell. Like we were talking about this pre-record of going like, what X return are you happy with? And then do you just forget it? Because like there's, uh, there's a concept called a min-max regret. So if you're doing decision-making in a business, right? What Sometimes what you'll do is you do a little matrix. The matrix will have column one, column two, column three, row one, row two, row three. And there'll be a matrix of... If we choose project A, we'll make 10 million if the market's bad, 20 million if the market's fair, 30 million if the market's good, right? And that might be the lowest risk. And then option three at the bottom might be if the market's bad, we'll lose 50 million. If the market's fair, we'll make 10 million. And if the market's great, we'll make 150 million. And what you can do is put in with probabilities and stuff, your, the options, and then there are different options that you can do. So you can do a, a maxi min where you choose the one that has the highest minimum so that that's the yeah. least risky. You can have a maxi max, which you choose the bottom one. You, oh, we could make 150. And then there's uh, a min max regret, which is for each column. So uh, good, fair and like, sorry, like bad, bad economy, fair economy, good economy. You look at what you have the maximum regret for. Yeah. And those are like three options. And that's something I think in, in crypto is a lot of people are doing a regret system, but it's not forecasting. It's historic. So they're looking back and going, oh, I could have done, made this rather than what they did make. Yeah, and yeah. I sort of think if you look back and if somebody had offered you, oh, you'll make 20%, you'd probably have gone, oh, that seems good. I, I would take that. But it's only when you find out you could have had 40%. That- so that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> For instance, me, and I know this is wrong. This is bad. Like I see, I don't know whatever crypto I've bought. I see it goes up to a certain value and I'm like, okay, I've turned my 1000 pounds into 1,500 pounds. I don't sell a week passes. It's back down to 1,200. And I'm like, well, I'm not selling for 1,200. I could have got 1,500. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that's stupid because you end up holding onto it. As and it's then it goes down, down and down and down. And then it goes down and down and down and you end up losing money. Like what well, I learned this time, I sold I bought the stuff I I bought I bought told you to buy some cryptos just Christmas, December time. And this is the first time ever I basically I sold when do we when did we sell like a few days ago? Uh, yeah. a nice hundred percent profit. It went up higher to two hundred, but at the end of the day, I was like, I learned my lessons. I've been burnt hard. Like I lost thousands just watching my tokens go down. It's like, oh, it's probably going to go up. It's going to, no, it didn't. But, yeah. So I've been learning. So I, I just wanted to say that I'm proud that I have learned from my mistakes. And <laughs> Congratulations. Um, when it goes down again, I'm going to reinvest, still get more tokens. And, yeah. I think, I think uh, like, I'm a bit of a Bitcoin maxi. Or like, I've got like a bit of ETH because I was doing a few bits on like OpenSea and stuff with you boys. Stash yeah. telling me to buy tokens, me doing none of my own research and just going, buy, 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 buy. Because um, uh, Stash is a good bloke. He's pretty trustworthy. But um, for me, like with Bitcoin, I look at that and I'm like, well, I just want a higher number of Bitcoin. I don't mm. care what the fiat value is. 
So if I can cash out and buy more and just one get Bitcoin more... equals one Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. literally. Yeah, be like, okay. That's the end of the day, yeah. And be like, am I betting that like Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever it, across 10 years is going to be worth loads more? Well, it doesn't matter what it's worth now. I'm never taking that money out. So yeah. let's just let's just put money in each month and see how many Bitcoin I can get or yeah. ETH or whatever. And then don't worry about the fiat values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sell when you think you can get more. The market at some point will dip, and you can buy more than you could have done, yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. And I think though, I think the problem is though, the FOMO is hard, isn't it? For certain well, projects, absolutely. There's a few projects that are in price discovery right now because of this pump, and you're like, do I buy in now? Because like I thought, let's say Aptos, like I said, we said getting at uh, between two and three dollars. Went up to five. I was like, oh, fuck. well, I think it's not going to go any higher. They went eight. Now it's $13. That's like a 260% gain. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I'm, I don't even want to buy in that right now because like, I'm scared that it's just going to drop. Like if you, if you're a person, like not financial advice, but if you bought in at $3, I would sell everything right now because you have a gains that you wouldn't, you wouldn't get that in the same Real gains. Yeah. Real gains. Real gains. I think I think that's the thing as well that maybe uh, like for like lower tier points obviously they're higher risk aren't they? Yeah, right, yeah. like bit Bitcoin, a thirty percent jump is massive. Whereas you said with like Aptos, thirty percent would not yeah. be that big a jump because they're much because higher you need risk. Billions to move Bitcoin and yeah. for Aptos, you need million. Like let's say it is becoming a better. That's the thing. Runners, it all depends on the on the total market cap, right? Absolutely, the, yeah. and that's what people negate to see. Like often it may be point zero zero one coin, but it has a such a large supply in its market account, maybe billions. So you're not expecting it to be one dollar anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. And but I think that's as well like if you're holding small market cap coins, yes, maybe you're expecting a profit of a hundred percent, whatever, but would you be happy with 90%? How much have you actually how much have you risked? Like yeah. how how many things pay back a hundred percent? Like Stash, how long had you held Aptos for? It would have been like a few weeks, months. A few weeks. Could you yeah. imagine anything that doubles in value in a few weeks? Like that's the thing. It's like you just you've just got to take those wins. Yeah. And yes, it could have tripled, but take a double. Take a double and, that, and, and buy what... an ugly NFT. <laughs> <laughs> um so for like this is going further down the line sort of thing let's like the token pixel token right so pixel token is what i personally get from um um from having my sappy seal staked right and a lot of different nfts have the their own tokens karafuru for instance is talking about doing a staking program and having that getting their own tokens and stuff like that so pixel token at its height was worth about 25 cents this was back in 2022 back in the peak sort of thing um but i was getting the pixel token for free every day i was getting 50 of this pixel token for free every day um back when it was 25 cents that was some big money every day and i was like you know what i'm just gonna sell it i'm gonna take it out that you need to do an ETH transaction to take out like pixel to claim the pixel and then just transfer it to eth and i made just from having it staked like about 0.1 i think Mm. 0.1 ETH just for free uh, which in today's money is what like 130 140 quid yeah um so now i've had my sappy seal staked for what like a year a year and a bit um 
And so I've got about, so that was about, I don't know, 5,000 of this token. Um, now I've got about 16,000. Mm. Um, and the price has gone down so much. It's now currently sitting at 0. 0.5, 0.0, not zero dollars, uh, <laughs> half a penny basically. Okay. Half a cent. Um, so it's gone down from 16 cents where I sold it to half a cent. And so now what I've got is worth, I think, about 0. 0.05 of an E, yeah. something like that. It's like, so, so why do you think that price has plummeted so much? Is it because all people are doing ever is selling it? Well, receiving it staked and selling it. I or... believe so. For instance, with this project specifically, they're talking about this. Um, they're they're creating a pixel verse, right? Which is going to have the currency, um, used within it. Mm -hmm. uh, you can already use, or you could already use the pixel token to purchase different items for in-game. So there was like a founder pass and stuff like that, uh, which you could purchase with pixel. It was something like ten thousand pixel though at the time, and me only having one sappy seal, I was not making making anywhere near enough and i wasn't really aware of the fact that i could buy pixel free mm -hmm. at the time um but yeah i think also the fact that everyone that's taken is getting this token right so yeah. it's just the the amount is just going massively massively up and they've it's not really got any utility just yet yeah yeah um so yeah i don't know that that's a bit off topic but it's, no, no, it's the show but like yeah. Like, I'm very grateful for the fact that I sold then, um, uh, even though it was just a little bit because it was like free to play around with. I think I bought an NFT, which I lost all my money on anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, it changes the losses, right? So, yeah. I'm in a weird position, right? Where I feel like at the age we're at, we should choose riskier investments. And this maybe is a weird way of me thinking about it, but we're young enough to make the money back yeah but i'm sure there's also another another side of it that says well actually if you invest in stable investments that return you five percent a year now you'll get huge returns but it's weird it's a weird one isn't it whereas like i feel like now is sort of the age where i need to take a few punts absolutely and I, see I, if I, I can I, build something i don't want to be 40 50 years old and finally enjoy like a good life like I want to enjoy my life while I'm young and able to do these things. Because I always but, hear but from forty and fifty year olds are pretty young still. You know they're not. They're not okay, they're not maybe older. Like I want. I'm. I'm hoping to have millions in the future. Like in the future, that's my dream. <laughs> like I'm hoping, and this is where I definitely think being a DJ in crypto and investing in the right assets is is going to probably pay off. So so here's an interesting question. So we're at an age right now, well, I'm the oldest, I'm 29, um, where we could potentially hold our crypto for the next like 50 years if we yeah. want, right? What do you think is going to happen to the market in 50 90%, I bet 99% of the cryptos of what we bought now would be dead. If we yeah. held it for 50 years, I think some will rise, some will get bought out by others. So, so the market cap right now for crypto in general yeah. is 845 billion. Oh, it's not one trillion anymore. I think. No. Yeah. yeah I mean, it went down. I think when, when, FT, when FTX went boss, I think about how many billions were in FTX alone. Yeah. And the amount oh. of faith that was lost. Well, this is pounds. This is pounds. pounds. Oh, pounds. Yeah. Sorry, I'm talking dollars. So yeah. it's one trillion dot one 
1.08 trillion dollars the yeah the... it's not that much it's like not. if you think about thing. stocks and shares or whatever uh, I, I don't know i still land that we're very early i 100%. i was talking earlier to partner saying about the fact that um cake so it was saying the fact that i think that digital currencies are going to be the currencies of the future yeah, I think some of them are going to be fiat owned by governments, but I just I think cash is dying, and governments want it to die. Yeah, because like for them, they like can't that, trace cash, can they? That's the that's, thing. They want they want every control of every. I mean, you see everything you own. You see over and over again so many different businesses that just don't take cash anymore. Yeah, it's all uh, credit card payments. Um, but if I like condense that question down a little bit, okay, so maybe not. Um, everything but what do you think bitcoin will be doing in 50 years time i think Bitcoin's not gonna die i think i, I think, think it's be gonna relic. be number one i don't think it's gonna be number one i think like other there will be other like let's say well okay i guess this get the store of value but ethereum is has the technology you have the applications you can build actual things on top of ethereum and th there will be a, essentially a cap supply it will decrease it will be, become deflationary as more people use the network. And so I, do you think Ethereum will succeed in its Bitcoin curve? I think some people will wake up and think, well, Bitcoin is basically just used as technology. It, it, yeah, it's meant to be a store of value, but what the Bitcoin community is, but it essentially ruined it. Well, the original visions and all these wars and and half, like, not halvenings, uh, forking to the different versions, I think, People are going to wake up being like, hey, hang on a second. This is a way more valuable asset. I just think right now, because Bitcoin is still the OG and we're still early, people are just going to be a safe bet. So I, I think Bitcoin is going to be an antique. And by that, I mean, Bitcoin will be in our modern markets that like we've got today in the physical markets. It will be gold and it will be diamonds. It's yeah. there. People like it because it's shiny or it has some ethos with it. Oh, you have a Bitcoin. That's very, like, it's a flex. It's a whatever, right? You, I, I've been in the space for ages. I've got Bitcoin or I've got loads of money because it'll be worth lots. But Ethereum is oil. It's what actually makes the world go around. And oil is, is our currency maker now. Fossil mm -hmm. fuels are now. They'll yeah. go, obviously. But for me, it's that comparison. Bitcoin is gold like or that. diamonds, really good. and Ethereum Fitness. is oil. Yeah, um, and and that's that's how I see them. Ethereum will kill Bitcoin because Bitcoin is useless apart from the fact that it's shiny. Yeah, or something else might kill Ethereum. That's the thing we don't I, know. See, I, you don't I, think the killers for Ethereum are built on Ethereum? <laughs> that's that's the that's the reality. It's the, like Polygon. So if, they kill, if they kill Ethereum, then. Effectively, like sepulchring. Yeah, yeah but th but that's honestly, I I look at like the things that are, would kill Ethereum. You know, oh, higher higher rate of transactions, less fees, etc. Are all built in Ethereum. Yeah. So, do you see what I mean? I, so, I I do see that point of view, but to be devil's advocate, I think right now because all these upgrades to Ethereum, there are blockchains that have literally all the upgrades already that Ethereum needs to make for it to be like a viable thing. I will. Do you think people will? Oh, I guess it's end of the day. Ethereum it's the has... institution. Maybe JP Morgan be like, "Oh, I don't want to be in Ethereum anymore. We're going to something else." At the end of the day, it's what the big boys decide, not what the Ethereum is. A big boy, though. You've got to think about it this way. Ethereum's got two things 
potentially three that are hard to get into crypto. Users, cash, and trust. Mm-hmm. And those three things are very, very difficult to build. And I think like Polygon and stuff that's built on Ethereum essentially goes, oh, if you want to be Polygon, we can link you in with all of Ethereum's users, liquidity, and trust. So that's why I think Ethereum's killers are going to be built on Ethereum because it's going to be the building block. And now, obviously, there gonna, are other options. I was going to compare it. So I feel like effectively uh, Bitcoin, let's say, is Microsoft, right? And uh, Ethereum is something like, I don't know, uh, Samsung, let's say. Um, sure, there's definitely better technology out there that people are making, smaller companies are making, um, that could potentially dethrone Samsung or Microsoft or whatever. Um, However, people aren't going to necessarily buy into it because it's not got the reputation, because it's not got the mass attention, right? So I feel like Ethereum and Bitcoin are here to stay in terms of like Apple and Microsoft, right? But I feel like there are going to be a lot more companies that come along. Um, But I feel like those are going to remain the two at the top. For me, Ethereum is going to stay because I think a lot of the protocols that are really good are built on it. That's like sort of, you know, like Apple. Oh, I do agree, yeah. Apple, Apple got you in with the iPhone, probably. Or an iPod. Either way, that's how they get most people, right? Yeah, yeah, at, right. Yeah. <laughs> at which point you buy a MacBook, you probably get yeah. some, you get some headphones, you uh, get these headphones on Apple. But, but do you know what I mean? But that's yeah. that's what they do, isn't it? And they yeah, make it exactly. Easy. They expand and expand. Brand and loyalty, yeah. and that's what I think ETH does. Yeah. I think ETH has got that building block. It pulled you in as Ethereum, and now it can sell you anything built on Ethereum, and yeah. that's. That's where I think it is. It will be the the coin, but I do think Bitcoin will be that long-standing store of value. And Bitcoin has got popularity, yeah, and and the fact that Bitcoin hasn't got any big blemishes on its name, really, like the Ethereum rollback. Do you see what I mean? Like things like that, and it's been around for years and years and years. It's gone through relatively relatively unfazed by all the ups and the downs, do you know what I mean? Like the, the protocol's never been like huge issues and stuff. So I think that that's where Bitcoin will stay. And yeah, I, I see it as gold and I see the Ethereum as the, the utility token of the future. Yeah. And I think the things that would kill Ethereum will be built on its back. And Ethereum might dissipate, you know, it might just, it might end up not being really a token, but I don't know at some point, but I, I just think that, with the money they've got doing things like i mean think about that when they changed their proofing system and it didn't crash the coin like that is a lot of faith from me do you know what i mean that's a fundamental change yeah and it's working doesn't mean it works forever but it's working i don't know how many other chains could have done that i don't know yeah no no i agree maybe like i don't know bnb or something like that the binance chain yeah yeah and, and bnb is backed by binance obviously like, but, the... but you do have to have a lot of faith from your customers to make such a drastic change and maintain that value like there wasn't well, they, they had to because because i think the people were shying away from a theme or pulling funds because yeah. it was so polluting to the environment 
yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The energy costs, and that's why people are seeking alternatives that are already advanced in the proof of stake technology. Because I'll compare Ethereum, as I see it, to Apple again. Like Apple um, use a theory of second best. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. Um, yeah. So lots of people like uh, Huawei or whatever or whoever do this, do that. And they all put like, this is my new shiny thing <laughs> on my, my phone. And it's like an under uh, an under screen uh, fingerprint scanner or it's like face ID or it's whatever. And then what Apple does is they sit there and I'm, I'm not shilling Apple. I'm not actually a huge Apple fanboy, but they sit there and this is how they do it. They go, well, we'll look at what everyone else does and we'll try and take that and just make it better and just take the ideas that people actually like and make it best. So they arrive second, but best. And it's like, I mean, look, the iPhone, that wasn't their idea. Do you First, the... the worst, second, the best. <laughs> Third, the one, obviously, Chris with the carriage, yes. Now, but, 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 that, but that's the that's what I would prefer my chain to do. You know, I wouldn't want Ethereum to be the first guys to go with a different proofing system. I'd want them to be yeah. like, do other people's work and then we'll do it. That's the thing. It, it's taking that risk, right? It, it, sure, it's expanding the technology, but it's taking the risk. And then if you do it one way and someone else just takes the idea and does it better, then they're clearly going to be... Or they do it the same. Like, it yeah. like, you can obviously just do it the same. You know, like a lot yeah. of a lot of things that people do is just copying. And if, a, if, a, if an idea is a good idea, everyone's going to copy it. Yeah. yeah, it might take a bit of time. But I think moving away from moving away from having to use such computing resources to run your blockchain was inevitable. It was such a waste of energy. and like, But that's why Bitcoin will die if it doesn't adapt. Yeah. But, but people might, people will still trade it because it's, it's shiny, like I said. But like diamonds now, if you think about like, think about, I don't know, diamonds might be better than gold because gold is actually functional now in like computers and stuff. But why are diamonds valuable? Any idea? Because of the, the it's the the guys that control the, all the mines. Yeah, literally, they, they they only release a certain amount of diamonds per year, and they advertise that diamonds are really expensive. And you think, well, there's not, they're not actually, but you get diamond tip saws. Like, oh, there's a saw blade with a diamond tip on it. Well, how expensive are they? And it's like, well, obviously, big big diamonds you're having in rings and stuff are harder to make than like diamond tipping stuff, but. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a fake value, and I sort of think that's where Bitcoin lands as well. Is like, it's 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 a shiny lump of metal or a shiny stone, but it's yeah. not useful to us anymore. It was, it's the grandfather. It's the building block. You know, everything else is standing on Bitcoin, but I I don't think that it has a future as anything other than a nice shiny object in the corner. No, yeah, I I do think that's a. Good way of putting it, really. But that's my stance in it, boys. Nice. Has anyone got anything else they'd like to say about about Bitcoin, about Ethereum, about the markets in general? Not really. I, you know what, I really want to know. I really want to know um, if Stash has something for us this week because he disappointed. Oh, boys, this we is the most like expensive nothing. thing I've ever got in my life. We had to cut out what he got out last week on camera, didn't we, Chris? That wasn't for oh, public yeah, viewing. Yeah. No, that's the thing. He was like, guys, I've not got anything this week except for... Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. So. Absolutely. Well, do you know what, though? It was just it was unsightly, Chris. I couldn't believe he'd done it to us, really. <laughs> so it comes in this really fancy box. I can't show you the front because that's where the name is. But oh, my goodness. I c- do you want me to tell you the price point so you can maybe guess? Oh, well, hold on, hold on. Show, show us the good. 
and then we can guess the price point and then we can guess and then you can tell us which price point is correct i'm guessing it's a donut <laughs> Stash, oh my Stash God. is the bougiest man I know. What? What on earth is that? Da, 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 da. Oh wait, one sec. Let me That's get some crazy. Uh, right, Chris, what do you think this one donut costs, Stash? Um, I mean, surely anything more than like, surely anything more than a five is just ridiculous. I I think that donut right there is seven pounds fifty worth of donut. Go on, Stash. So, so I went to celebrate my birthday yesterday. I bought six donuts for thirty-six pounds. Oh, and you are the closest, my friend. This is a pistachio donut. Um, for six pounds. Oh, where's six pounds? So Chris is the closest. Where's so, it? The closest? No, I said seven fifty. Fifty. I got this because I saw it a viral place on TikTok, and this chef, pastry chef, has come. To England, to Australia. Oh yes. He's obviously seen I... the podcast. God, there's one bloke who'll buy these yeah. donuts. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. But honestly, I had like a cookies and creams one. Honestly, they're unbelievably good. Ash was his only customer yesterday, and he's still rubbing his hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, it's just such a beauty. They're so aesthetically pleasing. Like, I don't want to bite oh, it. No, 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 it explodes. But, but I'm stash. hungry. I've been waiting. I've been literally waiting to for this part because like we've been, we've been for a while before we have started talking. filming and i was like i really want to have a donut i'm hungry but yeah. yeah but no go for it go for it stash stash is gonna walk <laughs> us out <laughs> oh. no right now stash with your mouthful you need to do the outro because you're taking on my jobs yeah oh, okay <laughs> he's come over here he's taking my job <laughs> taking all your jobs me over so thank you so much for listening to this wonderful group of people talk with me Weaving Web 3 podcasts. I'm Stash. I'm Chris. And I'm James. Have a lovely day. <laughs> Thank you Thank very you. much, guys. Bye. 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 Perfect.